This is God's word coming to you from Pastor Chumdi Ohahuna, in the Abundant Life teaching series titled The Superior Life. Remain blessed as you listen. Hallelujah. Now to the teaching. Alright, we've understood that more abundant life means a lot of things. We've understood one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. About seven meanings of more abundant life. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. And now we're going to understand another meaning of more abundant life. Um, it means superior life. Superior life. Superior life. So Jesus came to give us the superior life. Are you getting me? Yes. And that's the kind of life you live. It's called the superior life. Now, you may not look like you are living the superior life now. In fact, when you look at your situations and circumstances, it looks like you are living an inferior life. But mm -hmm. what you see is not who you are. Who you are is what God sees concerning you. Are you understand what I'm saying? Yes. Who you are is what God sees concerning you and what God says concerning you. So until you begin to see and say what God says concerning you, you will keep seeing the fake identity of who you are. Are you understanding me? Yes. Most of us are seeing ourselves as failures. That's a fake identity. Most of us are seeing ourselves as poor. That's a fake identity. Most of us are seeing ourselves as sinners. That's the fake identity. Most of us are seeing ourselves as struggling hustlers. That's the fake identity. That's not your real identity in Christ. When you get born again, you have a new identity. And that identity is the life of God. And that life is called the superior life. In other words, it means that there are lives that are counter. Before you to have a superior, you have things that are inferior. Is that not so? So there are inferior lives and there are superior lives. As a child of God, the life that Jesus gave to you is a superior life. Your life is higher than normal. Are you getting me? You do not live an inferior life. You live a superior life. Why? The super is added to your life. It's called the supernatural life. There's a, there's a natural and there's a supernatural. What makes the supernatural supernatural is when super is added to the natural. Just as Jesus. Jesus is 100% God and 100% man. That's why he's called the God man. What made, Je what made Jesus God man is because God resided in man. And God became one with man. And that is the same person you are. You are God, man. God is residing in you. God has become one with you. So that means your life is not normal. Your life is super normal. Your life is not ordinary. Your life is super ordinary. Your life is not natural. Your life is supernatural. Your life is not inferior. Your life is superior. Can I hear you shout amen to Jesus for that? Praise God forevermore. You have a superior life. Jesus came to give you a superior life. A life that goes beyond the inferior. A life that goes beyond the normal. You see, one of the things that society makes us believe is that we are all normal. Amen to Jesus. And in fact, the economy makes us, and, 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 and the political environment makes us believe that there are some people that are superior to the others. Those that are in higher ranking position are superior to those that are in lower ranking position. Amen to Jesus. But the truth is that it is not your position in the physical realm that makes you know where you stand. It's your position in God that makes you know where you stand. Are you getting it? I'll give you a little story. The Bible talks about the parable of the rich man and Lazarus. I mean, I must have heard of that story. The rich man and Lazarus. The Bible says there was a poor man, sorry, the, the poor man, sorry, the poor man and Lazarus. You must have read that story in the Bible. The Bible says that the rich man and, and Lazarus, the poor man, yeah, sorry. Lazarus and the, the, the 
poor man and the rich man. Amen. That's the right one. And the Bible says that there was a poor man called Lazarus. He used to go beg the rich man. And when he comes to the rich man's gate to beg the rich man, the rich man will send his dogs to lick the wounds of the poor man called Lazarus. And the dogs were enjoying his wounds. In fact, I hope they were not biting him while licking it. They were enjoying his wounds. According to life standards, the rich man was superior to the poor man. So he always felt like the superior man. He sends his dog. Now, when we talk about dogs in the Bible, in the Jewish tradition, it speaks about it speaks about non-entities, it speaks about nobodies, it speaks about inferior people, it speaks about rubbish. That's why Jesus, when the woman told Jesus, he said, please, Jesus, heal my daughter. And Jesus told her, he said, how will you give the bread that belongs to children to dogs? Now, in the Jewish tradition, that woman was a, was, 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 was a Samaritan. Amen. She was a Gentile and a Samaritan Gentile. Are you getting it? Now, among the Jews, the Samaritans were, 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 were people from Babylon that relocated to Israel, close to Israel. Are you getting it? They were living in the borders of Israel. And you know, the Israelites had a problem with the Babylonians. Because just back to the time of Daniel, the Israelites were, were taken captives and their temple was destroyed and they were taken as captives to Babylon. Remember in the book of Jeremiah, they were in Babylon. Amen. Down through Daniel, they were in Babylon. Are we together? Yeah. So they hated the Babylonians. And so when they, when, they, when, when they were brought back to their own country, when the Babylonians came to live close to them, called Samaritans, they, told, they, they, they had enmity with the Samaritans and they called them dogs. No, that was non-entities, stupid, useless people. They were below standard. And also, the Jews believed that, that, that Jehovah is their God. And every other world who does not serve Jehovah is an infidel who is also a dog. Are you getting it? Are you understand what I'm saying? So when you are not a servant of Jehovah, you are a dog. And so when the woman asked Jesus, Please, save my child. What did Jesus say? He said, well, how shall I take the bread that belongs to the children? The children Jesus was talking about, they say, you must understand scriptures before you start analyzing scriptures. Because some people said, ah, Jesus insulted that woman. No, he didn't insult her. No. He only spoke the Jewish language to her. The Jews are called the children of Abraham. Is that not so? Is that not so? And as so, they are called the children of God. Yeah. Anyone that does not come from Abraham, from Isaac, are we together? Is not, is not seen according to Yahweh to be a child of God. Anybody of that nature is called a Gentile and is addressed as a dog. So when she asked Jesus, give my, heal my daughter, Jesus said, how would I take what belongs to the children of Abraham and give it to a Gentile? It's not right. Is that not so? Is there a legal right? How can you take what is the legal right of somebody and give it to somebody that is not his legal right? It's an illegal act. Are you getting me this morning? So, how do you take the, the food, the bread of a child and give it to a dog? How many of you will do that? How many of you will do that? No matter how much you like your dog, do you take what belongs to your child and give it to your dog? Except the dog has become a child. You know, in the, in the Western world now, they rather prefer, a husband rather prefers to marry a wife and buy a dog. Instead of giving it to a child, that's what happens now. You marry a wife and you buy a dog. So they take care of the dog like a child. In fact, I, I, I watched on the internet how a woman married a dog. That's satanic, satanic and demonic oppression. 
But it's never normal for you to take what belongs to the child and give it to the dog. It's never normal. Jesus came for the Jews. He was sent, that Bible says, he was sent to his own, and his own received him not. He was sent to the Jews, but the Jews did not receive him. Even till now, the Jews still believe that the Messiah has not come. So they are still waiting for the Messiah. They are still waiting for Jesus. But Jesus came and said, wow, you didn't receive me? All right, I'm going now to the Gentiles. And so when they told the woman, why, why, how can I think what belongs to the children and give it to the dog? He was saying something. It is their right. It is not your right. But the woman said something in return. And that thing she said sparked a fire in Jesus. It was that woman started acting. She took the first step of the gospel going to the Gentiles. Are you getting it? It was because of her action that the gospel had its place in the Gentiles. And she said, yes, I understand. I am a dog. I understand I am inferior. I understand that this salvation, this healing, does not belong to me, a Gentile. It belongs to the Israelites, the children of God. But it says something, Jesus, let me remind you something. Jesus, even the dogs, eat for the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Jesus said, now you have said it. I didn't just come only for the Jews. I also came for the Gentiles. So if you can believe that you are worthy of eating crumbs, I will not just give you crumbs. I will take bread and give bread to you. And that woman was automatically shifted from an inferior class to a superior class. That day, her rent changed from being a dog to becoming a child of Abraham. The same thing happened to Lazarus. Lazarus, the rich man was always sending dogs to lick him. So the rich man was telling him, you are inferior. By sending dogs to lick him, the rich man was telling him, you are inferior. You are nothing. You are nobody. You are useless. I don't know who has told you you are inferior. I don't know who has told you you are nobody. I don't know who has told you you are, no, you are, you are, you are nonsense. I don't know who has told you you are rubbish. But I have God's word for you. Man's conclusion is God's beginning. When men say that it's over for you, God is just starting your life. When men say that that's the end of your life, God is just beginning your life. Men may say you are useless, but God says you are blessed. Men may say you are poor, but God says you are rich. Men may say you are bound to nothing, but God says you are bound to something. That is God's word for you. That is your word. Can I hear you shout it? My primary school teacher told me I would be a sheet packer because I was dull. Beyond dull, duller than dull. He told me, Chimney, you will pack sheets. You won't amount to anything. You are a failure. You will pack sheets. In the class when everybody was succeeding, I was failing. My middle name was failure. I was behind everybody. My, my report sheet was full with red Bible. That means F, 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 F. The only subject you see blue Bible is BK, Bible knowledge. And I must get A in Bible knowledge. But every other one, I get an F. And he had written me off and said, Chimney, you are a sheep packer. You are good for nothing. In fact, I failed in a particular class. I think it was primary three. And I was meant to repeat primary three. I was backward beyond backward. And that was his conclusion for me. But today, 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 I am preaching in his own country. And his own people are being blessed by the ministry. I don't know what they must have said about you. I don't know who has told you you are inferior. I don't know who has told you you are a dog. Child of God, I came with a mandate from Jehovah to you. The God that turned my life around, he will turn your life around in the name of Jesus. Lazarus was being licked. His wound was being licked by dogs. And the, and the rich man told him, in this world, Lazarus, it is 
money that rules. In this world, men are God. In this world, the men that have the money are the ones that have the final say. So Lazarus, you are a slave to me because I have the money. But Lazarus kept coming to beg. He didn't know that when Lazarus was coming to beg him, Lazarus was trying to make him understand that today I may be looking that I am a dog, but there is eternity waiting for me. In eternity, I will be senior to you. And the man did not understand. He said, don't worry, keep begging me. Lazarus said, no problem. I will maintain and I will sustain by the food you throw from your gate. The food that belongs to dog, you throw it to me, I will eat it, no problem. But I know I have a future. I have a tomorrow. Yes, my today may look dull. My today may look like I am dogs and licking my soul. But I have a tomorrow. My tomorrow is beautiful. My tomorrow is bright. And the red man said, don't worry. I'll keep giving you food that belongs to my dog. Let them lick your soul. He said, no problem. Some of you here, all they do to you is they throw you peanuts. They throw you rubbish. They throw you insults. And they send dogs to lick your soul. After they have hurt you, after they have offended you, they now send their dogs to lick your soul. And you feel the pain. And you say, God, when? But I have a word for you today. You don't need to wait for heaven before God will change your status. On earth, God will change your status. When Lazarus went to heaven, the Bible says that the rich man was in hell. The Bible says the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, nor bread to men of skill. But time and chance happened to them all. The same Bible says that first shall be the last, and the last shall be the first. You may be the last now. You may be the one that nobody is looking at today, but I have good news for you. Your today is not your tomorrow. Your tomorrow is better than your today. Hey, listen to me very well. Ah, there's a difference between the word here and there. T-H-E-R-E and H-E-R-E. When you both words have four letters in common, and that is H-E-R-E. The difference between here and there is just one alphabet, which is T. And you know what T stands for? T stands for time. Child of God, you may be here today, but just give yourself a little time. You will be there tomorrow. I said you will be there tomorrow. I said you will be there tomorrow. If that is your word, can I you shout Your life may be inferior today, but God has a superiority plan for you. Hey, don't let your present status determine your final decision. You may not have money in your pocket. That should not change the way you walk. Still walk tall. Still raise your shoulder high. You may not have any money in your bank account. That should not change the way you think. Still think straight. You are a child of God. You are a child of royalty. You are a child of the King of Kings. Your destiny is bigger than you think. And then the rich man told Father Abraham. He said, Abraham, because at that point he could not even beg Lazarus. See, that when they were on earth, Lazarus was the one begging and begging and begging. See, everybody has his time. People are shining for you now. Let them shine their shine. You are the one looking like you are begging now. Allow them to shine. When your time comes, you will shine your shine. I said you will shine your shine. Everybody has his time. At that point in heaven, Lazarus could, Abraham could not beg Lazarus. He couldn't beg again. Because for how many years Lazarus was begging on earth? He refused to answer Lazarus. 
It's not like he did not have money to give Lazarus. At least give Lazarus something to start a business. He had it. But he said, no. Men or on this earth, men are God. And the men that are God are those that have the sicker. And then that was what he was saying Lazarus every day. But Lazarus said, no problem. On this earth, men may be God. But in eternity, God remains God. Even in earth, God remains God. You may be a God to your own compound. You may be a God to your own family. You may be a God to your own state, but you cannot be a God to everybody. Are you getting me tonight this morning? It may look like he's bigger than you, but know one thing inside of you. You are not his. When they go to heaven, Lazarus, the rich man could not, could not beg Lazarus. He had to use middleman. He said, Abraham, please help me beg Lazarus. Just for one drop of water. You see, there are times in life when it looks like some things are nothing to people. Ah, it's like they have the money surplus. So there's nothing to them. You, you are just looking for 10,000 Ghana cities. See, just 10,000. With 10,000, you know that at least you can push your life to the next level. And there are people who have the money in multiplied form. And they can throw, in fact, more than they can throw. They, they spend 10,000 Ghana cities every day. There was a governor of the state where I lived in, in, in Nigeria. And last that governor sat there when he was governor, he used to drink a wine. What seventy thousand naira every day? That is that wine was about seven hundred Ghana cities. Not so every day you are drinking wine of about seven hundred or nine hundred about nine hundred Ghana cities every day, and yet the people of the state they suffer. I know some of us understand what that means in life, but there is always a time when things will change. This man has so much, and yet Lazarus was looking for just the little. But when it came to the time for things to change, he was just looking for one drop, one drop of water. Listen to me, child of God. At that point, he couldn't talk to Lazarus. Some of you today, you are trying to meet some people for some contract. You are doing everything. You are, it's not like you are lazy. You are working. You know you are working. You know you are doing your best. Yet, you are trying to beat some contract deals and they are not listening to you. It looks like you are in entity. They say, after all, your party is no longer ready now. Our party is changing, so you can go to hell. Listen to me very well. Nothing in life is constant. Nothing in life is permanent. The only thing that is permanent in life is change. Today they may be looking down on you. Today they may have the power. Today they may have the resources. But tomorrow, they'll be looking for just a drop of water for you. That is your portion in the name of Jesus. Now, and your destiny may boom, it will explode. 
your life is just in poor. But between now and that two years, you have to keep going on, sir. You have to keep marching, sir. You can't give up on God now. You are almost there. The songwriter says, I just can't give up now. I've come too far from where I started from. Nobody told me the road will be easy. But I don't believe that God brought me this far to leave me. No. Some of you, in six months that is remaining, and your break will come boom. Amen. But you have to keep pressing. You can't give up now. You have to keep pressing. You have to keep believing God. You have to keep hearing the word of God. You have to keep coming to church. You have to keep hearing the right words. Because that superior life that God has for you, it is there. It may just be taking time. Nobody is born and becomes a woman overnight. Nobody is born and becomes a man overnight. You need time for your, for your, for, for your maturity to show up. The same thing with your spirituality. The same thing with the life of God in you. You need time for it to show. Some of you will be saying, oh, Pastor, they are telling me that I've been serving God and nothing to show for him. Hey, see, listen to me. They told me like that too. My brother, you are not talking to a pastor who has not experienced. I have experienced. I did not look like what I am today from five years ago. Yeah. I didn't look like what I am today from ten years ago. In fact, the people that, people that left me in church, they left me because I didn't look like this. But today, the story has changed. I have good news for you this morning. Your story will soon change. I said your story will soon change. I said your story will soon change. Who would have told me that this same chimney will be preaching like this? This same chimney will be living like this? I wouldn't have believed. But here am I today. If God can do it for me, and you are here with me, that means God is in the neighborhood. That means he can do it for you also. That means he can do it for you also. But how do we begin to enjoy this superior life? How do we enjoy it? Daniel chapter 1. The superior life. Before I, be, 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 before I take us to how we enjoy it, I want to explain to what is a superior life. A superior life is a life that is higher in quality. Higher in what? Higher in what? Number two, a superior life is a life that is greater in amount. That is greater in what? And number three, a superior life is a life that is better than the other kind of life. So what do we mean by you having a superior life? It means that God is giving you a life that is higher in quality than the one you are living. Are you getting me? Are you understand what I'm saying? Yes. You have a quality of life now, but God is taking it higher. Yeah, God is taking it higher. God is taking it higher. See, some of you don't understand. Some of you don't even believe what I'm saying. But when God did it, it will be a shock to you. Yes. I said it will be a shock to you. Yes. The Bible says in Psalm 126, verse 1, And when the Lord told again the captivity of Zion, we were like dead that dream. That means when it happened, they couldn't believe that it was real. They were trying to wake themselves up. They say it's a lie. This thing cannot be true. Some of you, when God will turn your life around, you will say, Pastor, it's a lie. This thing is not true. This miracle has just come to me. Pastor, wake me up. And I'll tell you, child of God, you are awake. It is free. It's a life that is better than the other kind of life. This told me very well. There's a life that is better than the life you are living now. Yeah. Are you getting it? There is a life that is what? 
See, the life I'm even living now, there is a life that is better than this. And I'm going for that life. Yes. Are you getting me? Yes. I am going for that. Life. But how do we experience this superior life? Daniel chapter 1, verse 20. It says, And in all matters of wisdom and of understanding that the king inquired of them, these people there, the them there is Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. In all matters of wisdom and understanding that the king inquired of them, he found them ten times better than all the other magicians and astrologers that were in Israel. He found them how many times better? Let me show you what they did here. This is what they did. This is what they did here. Let's read from verse 1. I'm closing this, 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 this teaching. In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, came Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, unto Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into, the, into his hand with part of the vessels of the house of God, which he carried into the land of Shinar, to the house of his gods. And he brought the vessels into the treasure of his gods. And the king spake unto Ashpenaz, the master of his eunuchs, that he should bring certain of the children of Israel, and of the king's seed, and of the princes. Children in whom no blemish, I'll teach on this when the time comes. It's going to be a powerful teaching. This chapter, verse 4, I'll teach on it. Amen. In whom no blemish, but well-favored and skillful, in all wisdom, and cunning in knowledge, and understanding, and understanding science, and such as had ability in them to stand in the king's palace, and who they might teach the learning of the tongues of the children. And the king appointed them a daily provision of king's meat. Appointed them what? A daily provision of what? King's meat. And of one and of the wine which he drank. So nourishing them three years, that at the end thereof they might stand before the king. Now, this is what the king did. He said, give them the meat I eat. I, the king, the meat I eat. These children. He said, give me children from the Israelites. They took them as captives. And he said, give me children from the Israelites. He gave the category of children he wanted. Those that were from the royal family. He understood science and everything. And he said, give them the meat I eat. And give them the wine I drink. Take care of them with this kind of king food for three years. And after them, we'll teach them. Imagine this kind of food. Now, how many of you would like to eat the food that Nana... Akufo Agu is eating. How many of you like to eat it? The kind of food he eats, the kind of wine he drinks, the kind of water he drinks. You know he doesn't drink uh, doesn't drink protein. I think protein. Is it ice cream he drinks? Level don't change. Level don't change. Alright. And he said, give him the food that I'm eating. You like to eat it also. He says, now, among these were among these were the children of Judah. Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Those are their Hebrew names. Daniel, Shedrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Those are their Hebrew names. Shedrach, Meshach, and Abednego were their Babylonian names. All right. Now, unto whom the prince of the eunuch gave names, for he gave unto Daniel the name of Belshazzar, and to Hananiah, Shadrach. Let's, 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 let's leave verse 7. Verse 8 says, But Daniel proposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank thereof. He requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. 
Now, God had brought Daniel into favor and tender love with the prince of the kingdom. To cut the story short, now they told, they, 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 the king said, Give them what I eat. But Daniel said, No, I don't want to eat this food that the king gives it. And he told the leader, the eunuch that was taking care of them, he said, Leave us, just give us only vegetables. We don't want to eat the king's meat, we don't want to eat the drink the king's wine. Give us vegetables and check us after three days. After uh, three days and see how we are. The, the eunuch said, If my master, the king will kill me if I don't give it to him. He said, Don't give us. And they checked them after those days and they discovered that they were ten times better than their parents. But Daniel did what? He proposed in his heart not to eat the king's meat. Why? Because the meat that the king eat was dedicated to their idols. And the wine, even their everything they drank and ate was dedicated to their idols. So Daniel said, I would not define myself with what belongs to an idol. If you want to enjoy this superior life, you must choose to stand for Jesus. You must choose not to define yourself. Some of you will say, ah, living, how can a fish live in water and water will not touch it? And we ask you a question, are you a fish? Jesus said you are a fisher of men. He didn't say you are a fish. So why should you turn yourself into a fish? It is possible to live in this world and live with integrity and substance. It is possible to live in this world and live with holiness and succeed. It is possible to live in this world with an excellent spirit and succeed. As you go on your daily activities, you'll be tempted to eat the king's meat, but you must choose to say, no, I will not eat the king's meat. Because I prophesied on you, but you have a part to play. Those prophecies will be hanging in the air if you don't play your part. You must choose to say, I will stand for Jesus. I will do what is right. I will do what is godly. When they give me money to do a job, I will not chop the money. I will do the job. When they tell me to do a job, I will not time the job times 20 and then collect the price and make excess gain. When they tell me to do a job, I will not do a shoddy work, do a bad work and go. And at the end of the day, I've caught the person. Life is bigger than now. Remember, the rich man was having the money, but he was not having eternity. Lazarus did not have the money, but he had eternity. God about you tomorrow. Don't eat what you will eat today, and you cannot eat tomorrow again. Don't eat what you will eat today, and tomorrow you will use sickness to pay it back. Don't do what you will do today, and tomorrow you will live your life in regrets. Standing for Jesus may be difficult. It may even look like an old school thing. But that is what gives you superiority in life. No matter how difficult it is, stand for Jesus. I have been standing for Jesus. I have been preaching this gospel. Now I had the opportunity to manipulate people. Young people worked with me. I could have manipulated them. I could have used them for my selfish benefit, but I didn't do that. Instead, I invested into their life. They left me, but I'm better today. Do it right. Follow Jesus. Serve God with your own. And at the end of it all, when you look at the people that they look like they are succeeding now, when you look at them, indeed, you'll be ten times better. Yeah. Rise up on your feet this morning.
Thanks for listening, we hope you've been blessed by this teaching. Kindly share your testimonies with us at chumdiohahunaministry at gmail.com. Grace to you.